Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and today we're going to talk about the joys of doodling. But before we get onto that, I just want to introduce you to Magic Mind. Oh, and by the way, they are also sponsoring today's episode. So Magic Mind is a productivity shot. But unlike other energy drinks, Magic Mind's benefits don't come from excessive amounts of stimulating compounds such as caffeine. Uh, Each shot is instead packed with natural ingredients such as nootropics and adaptogens, uh, which are scientifically designed to improve mood, support focus, calmness, energy and productivity and let's face it we all need some of that in the art studio don't we well I've just drank mine and it's kind of like a mini smoothie and it's a great way of cutting down the coffee which I have been drinking way too much of recently so to get your shot of magic you can go to magicmind.com forward slash kick in the creatives and to get 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days use the code k-i-t-c yeah meanwhile thanks to everyone who's been sharing their work they've been doing for all the challenges uh, on social media keep them coming because we do love seeing them we just haven't got a chance to say about everyone anymore because there's so many people now doing the challenges and you and you feel mean don't you you feel mean picking yes, people, people out, out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, and finally, thank you to all our latest Kofi supporters. You really do help us keep this podcast going, and we will thank each of you personally at the end of the show. So, Sandra, what is new with you? Uh, well, not not a lot. I have to be honest. Um, I have been loving just having a bit of fun in my sketchbook for a while. You know, I said that um, uh, I was ready to sort of get my next painting on the way, as in get the canvas and everything like that. Well, I've got a composition ready, so I've been sort of fannying around with with bottles you know making them into a nice composition but um I am actually really enjoying not having a painting on the go which is weird it's really weird isn't it I'm enjoying not having um anything serious on the go for a while so I thought you know I'm going to hold off ordering this canvas just for a couple more weeks because I I always prefer painting when my brushes are calling me and I get itchy feet and I'm like oh I really I really want a painting on the go and I think I think my mind is telling me take a break and and I think that's why I said about this um because I sort of said why don't we do this episode and you were like oh yeah okay but I think it's because for me it sort of comes at a good time because I'm actually having fun just playing around aren't you doing a challenge yeah I've been doing challenges I've been I did the uh hundred heads challenge have you heard of that? Did you do it? Yeah. Did you do it in, is it in 10 days or something you do it? No, oh God, no, no. That the head, no. no I, I had to make that one work for me. I haven't got time to draw 10 heads a day. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I, I started it once and I thought, this is this is ridiculous. I know you can do it yeah. sketchy, but, uh, you know, the sketchy yeah. and the sketchy, isn't there? Well, you know, it's like, I remember the, there was a um, challenge out there called 30 
30 paintings in 30 days or something 30 and 30 I don't know what it was and and I think you know that's fantastic if you don't work (laughs) if you haven't got anything else that you really have to do because you know challenges are and we always say don't we with our challenges it's really important to make them work for you if they don't um work um around your time your you know your lifestyle make them work find a way of making them work and the way I found finding the 100 heads challenge work for me was to just say I'm going to draw 100 heads one after the other um meaning you know I'll do three one day couple the next I might do one the next or I might do three the next and do you know what I've been doing though I've been doing a lot of blind contour which I've been loving so that's that's sort of and also that helps which you hated really, which you yeah, used to hate, I, used to hate I, I think I love doing blind contour now I mean I'm sure if I wanted to do um a hundred heads in 10 days if I did them all blind contour I'd probably find it really easy <laughs> but I don't want to do them all like that you know so um but I'm sure my brushes will be calling me soon but I'm going to wait for that to happen because I want to work big it's quite a task, isn't it? When you start, I mean, you, you even found that, didn't you? With work going to, you know, was it A two you went to in the end? You went to A two. Well, I'm thinking yeah. of going to quite a lot bigger. And yeah, for me, it wouldn't take so long as you, though. Obviously, no, no. But it's no. you know because I'm going to be working on something for a lot, a lot bigger. It's going to take a lot longer. So I want, I want to be at a stage where I'm thinking I really need to paint. So I'm just waiting. So what about you? What's new with you? Well, you won't believe this when I tell you this. I've signed up to a local art and design craft show. Oh something my god, I, that's amazing! Something I never ever thought I would do. So you're um, going to have like a stall? Yes, I'm going to have Ooh. a stall. Um, it's at the end of April. Yeah, uh, and a lot of the stuff I've been to, I've been to one before there. There, this um, mm. it's at this old hall. Um, and a lot of stuff is quite traditional. <laughs> so maybe so you can look at mine and either either think, oh my God, she's completely bonkers. Or it might be quite refreshing. So I don't know which. But, I was going to um, say, it's quite nice because yours should probably be quite eye-catching then. Because if everyone else's is slightly, is more traditional, then yours is going to stand out for sure. Well, that's what I'm hoping. But you just don't mm. know if people who no. like, it's only people that like traditional art might go. Yeah, you know what I mean? don't know, yeah. So, um, yeah. But I've decided that, you know, I've I've been sort of sitting there and just waiting, waiting and waiting for like social media to kick in and everyone's going to buy because they've finally seen it on social media and it doesn't work like that, does it? Well, maybe it does when you've got the volume. What you mean finally seeing what? Finally seeing your art? I've finally seen my art, do you know what I mean? So you're kind of waiting for people to buy, hoping for people to buy. Um, but in order to do that, you need to have vast numbers or at you least do. very targeted, either vast numbers or very, a very targeted audience to see I it. Find, I find on Instagram, I mean, I love, um, I love Instagram for, for the fact that, you know, when you get followers, they tend to stay. They don't, you don't tend to get people following, unfollowing, unfollowing and then following. And, and it's not, it's never... You don't suddenly lose lose a hundred followers overnight with Instagram. They tend to follow you for a reason. Um, yeah, aware, but and a lot of people uh, are artists, aren't they? It's artists, and I love I love that connection with other artists. I love having that network and that community. I really enjoy that. But the only problem is because most of the people that follow me on Instagram are into art of some sorts. They're probably not necessarily going to buy mine because 
you know, they're probably looking at mine for perhaps inspiration for their own. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or, or just being yeah, interested well, in art in general, but not necessarily wanting to buy it. Well, they're saying that some artists have bought my art, so, you know, prints mm, yeah. or whatever. Mm. So it's not necessarily the case, but it is that. So you don't know why people are following you. You don't know why whether they're following you, like you say, for inspiration or they're following you because they'd like to buy your stuff or, you know... Even if it's like, if they could afford it, they'd like to buy your stuff, but they can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. But that's amazing. So it's face to face as well, which you do not enjoy, do you? No, I I don't enjoy (laughs) it at all. And and the funny thing was, it was I actually got inspired to do it by a woman that we might interview on the podcast. Hmm. By reading oh yeah, her Megan, book. isn't it but, Megan? Uh, yes, it is. And I can't remember her last name offhand. <laughs> but but I read her book and it kind of, yeah, jolted me, basically. That's good. So, I think uh, you have to try new things. Sometimes you have to just think, do you know what, I, this isn't working. I've got to try something new. But I think it's very hard to sell art at the moment anyway because of everything in the world at the moment going on with, you know, the everyone's worried about money and you know electric bills and all the rest of it so i do think things like that have dried up quite a lot so i i just have been not so focused on selling work and just thinking do you know what i enjoy painting it that's all that matters if i enjoy painting it doesn't matter if it hangs around and if somebody buys it they buy it if they don't they don't but when when that gallery picked up my work and they said you know what they said just make sure um you understand that if things don't move um, or they don't sell for a, for some time. Don't take it personally because it does not reflect on your art. It is just how things are at the moment. It's really tough out there, you know. I think as well, it's nice to see things in the flesh. It's very hard because obviously I sell all my art generally online, but it's hard to it's hard to buy something online and trust that you're going to get what you see, isn't it? As well, so I imagine it'd be a lot easier to sell to someone who's seeing it in in the flesh if you look if you know what i mean yeah i mean what i intend doing is getting a load of prints done but i'm gonna get i found this company and they do they're called like they're they're not actually geekly but they're very high quality and they're highly uv resistant but they're a lot more affordable so what it means is i can actually afford to buy some ahead because, like, if I was buying Gicles, it's like I couldn't buy more than a few, no. to, you know, to afford to be able to sell them on, you know, and hold them at least. But at least with these, I can afford to buy quite a few and then hopefully sell some. It's the thing about That's being an artist, plan. isn't it? Because even though you're essentially a kind of, you're a business in a way, aren't you? Well, you are. But... You don't. You can't go to a bank and say, "Okay, I've got this business, but I want to. I want to. I need to invest in some money into making all these prints so that I can sell them." They're going to say, "No," because <laughs> because it's much harder to sell artwork. So you have to get. You have to outlay everything yourself. It's like anything. It's like even this painting that I want to do. I want to do it on a big canvas, and I've got no doubt my canvas is probably going to cost me seventy pound plus. Do you know what I mean? And that is a lot. It's a, it is a lot, isn't it? I can't do it on a cheap canvas because if I sell it, I, it has to be on a good quality canvas. Plus the fact I want to paint well and I will not paint well on a crappy canvas, do you know what I mean? 
So it's a lot of money. It's an, it's an outlay straight away, isn't it? Not to mention, obviously, all your paints and everything like that. So everything is costing. And sometimes it just feels like an extremely expensive hobby when you're doing... Well, to, to the scale I'm creating, I'm hoping to create next time, using the materials I'm creating. And for you, the fact that you create so many of them, it's when you actually add up all the materials you're using, that's a lot, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's a massive outlay. And obviously, I'm... I want to do this professionally. I want this to be my thing. Mm. And so I need to try everything. So I've even been looking at, <laughs> this is even more bonkers, there's a a, comi- a local Comic-Con. And uh, I'm actually thinking about maybe having a stand at that later in the year. Oh, fantastic. Whereabouts so, is it? Is it like in a, is in, it? It's just local. It's only in Northampton. It's only in a sports uh, hall, big sports yeah, hall. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know if I'm going to do that one or not. Whether, whether that's too family orientated, do you know what I mean? A bit yeah, more kiddie. yeah. So I don't know yet. But yeah, I've also been looking at Etsy, and yeah, just just thinking because um, Etsy is more people buy stuff, but I don't think they spend masses of money on things. So I'm also no. looking at putting some prints on there as well. But again, the not the Gicles the these prints are good quality, but, you know, they're, they're not going to last 50 years, but hopefully they should last quite a few years. And it's funny, yeah. actually, I said to a friend of mine, um, a friend that I walk with, she's, she's actually, um, she's in her 70s, actually, and um, I was talking to her tenant and I was, I was going to do this show, and I says, oh, I've got to buy some prints. And she goes, oh, she goes, are they expensive? And I said, well, I'm not buying Gicles. And, of course, she doesn't know what Gicles is. And I said, well, they last 50 years. She goes, what on earth do you want a print that lasts 50 years for? So true, really, isn't it? And I, it, No, but it is really, because I see why if you're spending a fortune on a print... By like a limited edition print or famous, something like that. Yeah, so, or, or some really well-known artist, uh, then, and you're buying it as like an investment, mm. I could see why. But if you're buying it because you like this artist and you want something of theirs doesn't necessarily need to last 50 years does it if they're gonna spend 20 quid on it yeah and if you buy an original watercolor i very much doubt that would last as long as the print because they fade i mean even the best watercolors they they will fade in time um i mean oils don't and acrylics don't but still even even if if you buy an original painting very much depending on how the person has painted it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to last and sometimes the print will outlast way outlast the actual painting yeah I, I mean I use oils and I I learned that traditional way of how to do it so it lasts and doesn't start cracking and falling off the canvas and everything like that but there are lots of people out there that don't do that <laughs> you get a beautiful painting doesn't necessarily mean it's going to last you know? no it's true so, yeah, so so quite frankly, and prints are, are you know are often much more light fast than a painting. Sometimes you can't even tell the difference either, it's particularly with well, watercolour. Yeah, you, you you can tell the difference, you know, obviously because you can see the texture more in. Yeah, I'm talking about real, with water, can't you? With yeah, with oh, watercolour no, no, though. Watercolour, no, you can't, can you? You can't. No, no sometimes I look at things and I'm like, is that a print? Is it is it a print? Especially or is it if the... they're done on a watercolour type paper as well. Yeah, exactly. Print. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to today's 
topic, which yeah. is about the joys of doodling, really, how to how drawing just for fun can boost your creativity. And and like I said earlier, it comes at a really good time for me because I've discovered um, just how therapeutic it can be and how liberating it is just to put pen to paper, let it take you on the journey as opposed to what I usually do, which is to take my um, pen on the journey, if you not, if you like. So over time, you know, once you've found your place in the art world and you've found the thing that you're best at and that people start expecting you to do, you know, whilst that's a really good place to find yourself in, it's easy then to kind of forget to play and experiment with other things. And I'm so guilty of this. You know, I get so lost in painting sometimes that my sketchbooks then start gathering dust. But actually, they are the place where I can have the most fun. And it's such a joy just to have fun with the process and see what happens instead of having this kind of image in my head that I find myself trying to match. And that's exactly what happens when I do a painting. I you know, I have a composition and I know it's not because I'm looking at the actual image. I'm thinking I want that is I know what I want the painting to look like. Um, and it's not always exactly like the image, but it's it's something I'm working towards all the time. I actually really it's like um, the difference between having an image in your head or your head is a blank canvas. And then you you just wonder what's going to appear. And I love the fun of that. I really do. I, I enjoy that kind of not knowing rather than knowing what I want yeah I see I guess I get that from painting Mm. which which you don't because I don't quite know what's going to appear when I paint but yeah doodling gives you the freedom to draw I think whatever you like as well so you've got no rules so say I normally draw faces which I do you might want to doodle completely different things like shapes or cute characters or landscapes because like anything goes you don't have to feel like you have to fit in that niche like we were talking about last week wasn't it last yeah. podcast mm. just you just do anything and I would say actually my sketchbooks are more like doodle books they're, they're definitely not things of beauty they are all little experiments some which work and some which don't and I actually think I think doodling is almost it's it's just a name we give something when we don't want to be precious isn't it that's that's yeah. all it is it, it's it's just a name so we can feel better about drawing something rubbish. Exactly. <laughs> and you might and you might also yeah. discover new new things that you can bring into your more refined work. So perhaps you draw something in a way you've never tried before, doodled unusual colours together and realise how much you like the combination, or maybe you've overlapped some doodles and you've really liked the way it looked. You can just pick really tiny tiny things. Like I remember doodling carrots in a book and I'd start putting their eyes so they were almost falling off the head so they were kind of coming out of the head and I thought I really like that and then I would start developing that a little bit more but yeah anything goes basically and that's kind of inspired what you do now then all the way from back then when you were doodling those little characters because those eyes are are kind of like what's recognizably yours in your work yeah I mean I don't know if they're quite the same but I definitely always focused on eyes I guess yeah Yeah, I mean, doodles, just to be clear on what doodling is, it can be anything, can't it? It can be it can be moving your pen around and mark making and just doodling while you're on the phone, or it can be, like you say, little characters. And do you know what? I remember going up in the loft, um, and I've got an old box of schoolwork, 
I've got mine, I've got my kids' schoolwork. And what I love most when I look through some of this stuff is if you look in their maths books or my maths book or, I don't know, you know the little exercise books we used to get in the school. What I most love about looking through those things is when there's little doodles in the margin where, you know, obviously I or they were just really bored in the lesson and they just start doodling a load of, you know, just even if it's just those little faces looking over a wall, <laughs> you know, with ones they used to say, was it um, so-and-so yeah. was there or whatever. Chad. They were called, called yeah. Chad. Chad's I can't they? remember, I can't remember. But yeah. I really enjoy looking at those. I, I love all that. And I always remember... Um, when Paul's, my late father-in-law, died and we were um, wandering around his uh, flat and it was all, you know, just... It was very sad having to box up things. It's just not a nice feeling at all. But there was this phone book in his drawer and this phone book just... It only had, I think, one or two addresses in it. But then I remember in just on one page, there was just this little... It was like a little stick man. <laughs> I just that, to me, was the absolute treasure that I found. I was like, oh, my God, I love that. And, of course, I couldn't throw it away because I thought that, that, to me, was absolutely precious because it was this little doodle that had come out of his brain while he was thinking about probably nothing in particular. And, yeah, that, to me, is what doodling's all about, just not really thinking and just letting something come out. But what I find as well... When I'm drawing, uh, well, I say drawing, let's say doodling, sketching little things, it's a, it's a time when my inner critic has way less to say because I've already decided that what I'm doing is, is only for fun. I've got zero expectations and that's perfect because it's the polar opposite to when I paint. And as much as I've learned to ignore that inner critic to a degree... Um, it's nice to spend some time doing something without that wittering on in my head, you know. And you can have a lot of fun deliberately creating doodles that are probably going to be really bad and really silly. But weirdly, they'll often make the most fun additions in your sketchbook. And like I was saying earlier, you know, I've been doing these blind contour faces. It's something I can create in like five minutes and and yet, and in fact, I did one on TikTok. I don't I don't share a lot of art on TikTok now. Actually, I'm sort of focusing more on just life, art, you know, lifestyle stuff. But I, I've done arty things on there as well. And I did one where I was staring at the camera, saying I was going to draw that person who was watching as a blind contour, and it happened to be me. And it, it took this thing. I think altogether took about I don't know one minute and thirty six seconds. I think it was, and then I added a bit of watercolor that took five seconds, and then I held it up to show the people watching. And, you know, it, it was just this quirky little thing. And, and it, it's basically, that is what it is. It's just a doodle. It's just for fun. I had no problem showing it because they would have expected it to be awful, just as I knew it was going to be, you know, stupid. But it was really fun. I found it a really fun little, little doodle. And it's the polar opposite to what I'm actually known for, which is realism painting. So, yeah, it's kind of like... It, it's a, a way of exploring my other self, you know. Well, I'm a Gemini, yeah. so there's definitely two sides to me, and I think I enjoy, I enjoy exploring both. So I, I need to kind of um, not keep forgetting about that side of me, you know. Well, I think it's a time where you can just let your mind flow. And for me, I think it's instead of sitting and just saying "om," it's that <laughs> meditation, isn't it? Where yeah. you can you can just scribble. Um, get engrossed and, and not worry and it is weird isn't it because if you try and just sit there and not do anything 
your mind goes all my mind goes all over the place. I don't know about you, but if you sit and doodle or sketch, it doesn't do it as much. It's, it's I, I kind totally of semi-focused. Mm. Yeah, I remember who we had someone on the podcast once. He's an absolute brilliant cartoonist. Um, anyway, oh, I, I can't know. remember, but I remember. I remember him talking about how he starts and doodles. And half, after he'd said it, I sat there with his sketchbook. I didn't even know what I was going to draw. And it completely started a new sketchbook. I ended up with all these really... I actually really love some of them. Some little characters and stuff. But I just love that thing of not knowing. Like you said before, not knowing what's going to happen. And you think... How? How how does that happen? Like I don't really get it. And it's not like deep and meaningful at all with me. No. But it's just these kind of funny, frivolous little things and it, it really does let you do things that you would never do in a real you know, in a, in let's hold our hands up and do air quotes, real thing. And like I said about the sticking out eyes and I remember doing this cartoon once where so you, you can mix things up in a doodle and it doesn't have to make any sense whatsoever and i remember doing these little drawings of um combining animals and flowers because i think i've told you this before it's like you get you know they talk about dog daisies and cowbell there's quite a lot of flowers that have uh, oh yes yeah yeah that's it i I remember doodling all those and just loving it And, and actually from there you think oh i could actually make something for that and i could work it up but that was never the intention it's just kind of what happens from it just love the way that happens yeah i actually funny enough it did give me an idea when i was doing my um blind contour faces i i've done some just like because obviously i i do have a natural tendency to go towards more realism type drawings do you remember when we went sketching and you were looking at the drawing i did on the train you were i really like those but they're kind of more careful aren't they yes kind of they're really good but they're but that would be my natural way to go because it just seems to be what i i do (laughs) but when when i do these blind contour i really enjoy them and what i was thinking i might do which might be a fun thing for me to do for some like presents and things is do each member of my family do them a portrait in blind contour and um and yeah, color it and nice. everything and frame it <laughs> because oh yeah and and do that and i know my um son's fiance she absolutely loves kind of abstracty sort of cubism art that kind of stuff and I reckon she would love that. So, yeah, I did think about that. It's inspired me to think, ooh, you know, these are quirky. People aren't going to be thinking, well, I can see myself in it, but I'm not sure about that. They're going to be just thinking, oh, my God, yeah, that's so me, but in a really weird sort of random way. I mean, I've, I've done myself, and I thought, yeah, I can see it's meant to be me. But it's like, obviously, in a completely random style, it's, it's cool. I like yeah, it. If, I like it. If you frame them, that means they've got to put them on the wall. That's true. Yeah, I won't frame them. They're going to be just, in the toilet. I'll screw aren't they? them up and chuck them out, wrap them in a ball. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very true. Actually, that's Put very them in true. a plastic sleeve. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> That'll be a lot cheaper yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. But if you're in a creative slump, I think doodling is a really good way to get your creative juices flowing again. You know, 
I, I, I was in this habit, wasn't I, for a couple of years of drawing every day before work, and I, done, I did that religiously. Then I, so many things were happening, and we were really busy with, with kicking the creatives, and I kind of, and not just that, obviously, that lots of things, work was incredibly busy, and I started just getting out of that habit of doing it every day. Um, but over the last couple of months, two or three months actually, I've been getting back into that habit of just making sure I do something every day or at least five days a week. Um, that was that's my. I mean, I don't worry if I miss a day or two because I've had a busy day or something. But as long as it's at least five days a week, even if it's just for a few minutes. And the thing about daily doodling or sketching is that you you don't always feel like doing it. But what I find is if I start with something really mindless, it kind of gets me into a different mindset and I'm much more in that creative mood within within minutes because I think it's happened so quickly. So I'm like, oh my God, I've just produced that in two minutes. What else can I do, you know? So sometimes that simple act of putting pen to paper and moving it around can make you actually want to create. And I also find that it can help me to get into that mindset and to warm up before a more polished drawing um or to mentally focus before a painting session you know what you were saying earlier tara about having loads of i was going to say loads of crap let's say in your head swimming around and around well i am one of these people i have a constant narrative going on in my head all the time and it drives me nuts it's like everybody does do you think they do? Do you think do, they yeah. do? Right, so yeah, yeah. So it, it drives me mad though because it sometimes it just won't shut up and I'm just like, oh God, just just shut up. I've got all this like noise and if it's not noise, it's it's um, it's um a song. It's like a brain worm. I just can't get it out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh. And I think that's the point, isn't it, of meditation, isn't it? That, that you're supposedly uh, meant to quieten the brain, which... which is a lovely feeling when that happens, but I do not get that from meditation simply because I'm rubbish at it. Um, but if I do something like a blind contour drawing, my mind is instantly quiet, and it is so lovely. It's it's uh, it's a very um, strange sensation for me when my mind is just empty for a while. It's lovely. It's like a real relaxing experience. So if I do something like that before I start painting that mindset happens a lot quicker and I think it's because it brings you into the moment it's like an anchor into the present and that's exactly where you need to be when you are painting or drawing something that you know is more serious so yeah really handy for that as well see I think doodling can also help you work out a visual language now if you'd have said that to me a few years ago I'd have said what pretentious tosh is that but <laughs> what what it, what I basically mean by that is it it helps you work out the shorthand for how you draw something. So, for instance, maybe when you sketch a tree, your way of creating that tree is to use a thicker marker for the tree trunk and then use a thinner marker for the branches. But you, in order to know that you do it that way and that works well to represent a tree for you, you have to practice it. So I think doodling can help you experiment and work things out like that. Like, do you remember when I did, I did a really ridiculous video once for Kicking the Creatives where I put a pair of tights over my head. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. For you, in, for you in America. 
and uh-huh. uh, I, I showed how if you were going to draw someone from side view, you could draw their eye. So it was like a, a sideways V, and I drew this on the on my head on the pantyhose. But knowing that you draw that eye as a V is something you only work out by doing it several times, and I, I think doodling really helps you work through that. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think as well it's um a really good stress reliever do you find that because i know that sometimes oh, yeah, you get yeah. you feel quite stressed don't you and, and we all do and when it, when i feel stressed and i've got a lot to do and i'm just oh, or i just can't unwind it really does help me to unwind and and i actually i mean my most stressful day of the week for me is a monday I find Monday Mondays very stressful and usually I wake up and I think oh my god it's Monday and <laughs> it's going to be a bad day. I shouldn't think like that. I shouldn't assume but generally speaking it's the busiest day at work. It can be stressful. There's lots to do, an entire weekend to catch up with and um and so I can feel quite sort of wound up before I even walk in the door. What I find, what I used to do is I used to think, right, what I'll do is I'll go into work an hour early so that I can get the majority of the ugly frogs eaten up before the phones start to ring at nine o'clock. So I used to do that, and then I used to think, what I'll do is if I get any time for art when I finish, then I'll do it then. Actually, what I do now is I work completely the opposite. I walk into work, and I get there an hour early, I walk in an hour early, I go straight into... For anyone who doesn't know, by the way, I work, I work in an outbuilding in, you know, in, in my house, but in an outbuilding. And my office is one end and it's separated into two rooms and the other one on the other end is my art studio. So I'm really, really lucky. But what I do now is instead of thinking I'll get as much work as I can get done early and then I'll go in the art studio, that do, I've realised that does not work for me because... Once I've done my work, I am not feeling remotely creative at all. And it's the last thing I want to do. Um, So what I do now is I walk in there an hour early and I walk straight through the office. I ignore everything. I walk straight into the art studio and I make sure that that is my priority. I go in there and I make sure I draw for at least 30 to 45 minutes or so before I start work on a Monday morning. And what I found by doing that, and that's only something really I've, I've been doing recently, what I found is that I go into work in a much more mellow state of mind and a much more relaxed state of mind. And I actually feel less resentful about it being a Monday morning at work because I've already done what I want to do. So I'm not thinking, oh, I wish I was doing this because I've already done it. So I, it makes me feel a lot better and in a much better mood before I start work on a Monday so it actually has a really good effect on my working day um like I said earlier it's been it's a it's basically meditation is it It has exactly the same effect the only difference being in my opinion is that with meditation you get nothing done while you're meditating whereas with drawing or sketching or doodling you are creating something in the process so if, if it has the same effect why not do that um and like you said, because it's quietening down your mind, it also allows your creative ideas, I think, to flow much more freely. Sometimes I sit around and think, right, okay, I, what can I draw? What can I do? Actually, you don't have to... It, when, sometimes when you're doing that, things just come into your mind because there's not so much 
noise in the background getting in the way of your ideas. Yeah, I mean, you you saying about changing your mood, I have noticed this last couple of weeks I haven't been painting as much because I've been doing admin type stuff. Like So, so for example, I was looking for art fairs and stuff like that and then... Mm. Um, I've been trying to organise my paintings and looking at Etsy and stuff like that. And I've been feeling quite down. And so I I think that, for me, lack of creating lowers my mood. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure it does. I don't know about you. Do you find that? Yes, I do. I've, I can yeah. sometimes, I can marry the two together of having a low mood and not having created anything for some time and actually quite often that happens when I have you know I'm saying oh I don't you know I haven't my brushes aren't calling me I haven't got a painting on the go at the moment that's fine at the moment but there will come a time when I'll start feeling low and then I think oh I realize why I I haven't got a painting on the go and and that's what I need um but yeah I definitely think it definitely um helps with mood that's for sure and I also think it could be as well Tara that this time of year I mean winter is long I, it's been snowing today overnight here has it been where where you are or not we I no, woke up to a white back- I thought I thought you I thought you can say it was about my hormones <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure we'd want to speak about hormones I thought you say it's, it's your age Tara that's what it is <laughs> not it's the weather <laughs> we'll talk about that after recording yeah, shall we <laughs> yeah no, what well, i was thinking as well is the fact that you know winter it just feels so bloody long doesn't it and we're now in which we're, we're just in the beginning of march we're, we're week march, into yeah. march and and we're, you know it's snowing it's still freezing cold isn't it and and it's it's like oh come on and then once you know you get I, I think it was a couple of weekends ago you know that there was one day where you know this carrot was dangled you know the carrot of spring for one day it was beautiful and then it was like yeah but don't get used to it <laughs> and then it no. was crappy for the next few days and and yeah it's cold so I think by the time you know we've had it from what really sort of end of October it starts getting a bit horrible and then then it just goes dark and then you live in the dark basically don't you till until um I think we've got another three weeks haven't we before the clocks change which would be amazing that is when I think I I notice my mood being a little bit better but yeah yeah I mean it could just be you think it could about, also uh, be that yeah, you think about our Finnish listeners and our um, Canadian listeners. You think how dark it is there yeah, compared to here. I know. God, yeah. Really dark. A- anyway, should we move on to yes. some little exercise ideas we, yeah, we've on. come up with? Some, here's some doodly things that you can try. So try holding your pen or your pencil really loosely at the end. So not the end near the bit you draw with. Uh, make some marks and then make them into something. It's a bit like those psychologist ink blots, but you've got kind of lines instead. And then you decide what it's going to be and then you work into it. And I love doing this. And I actually have created characters this way. It's actually an exercise, isn't there, in our character and cartoon course um, where we do this. Well, I do this. Um, but, yeah, you can get some really funny things. And, and it's things that you would never have thought of without having these loose wavy lines and also another idea is years ago I used to prepare a sketchbook and I used to put on different pages I'd put random ripped up bits of coloured paper that I'd stick down with a print stick and then I'd get up and I'd think oh let's turn to a page let's try one of these 
And then I'd look at these blocks and think, what could I make from those blocks? And I'd draw something over the top of them. And they weren't anything precious, but they were just fun. And I just really liked doing it. It was just a really little fun exercise. Oh, yeah. I I even tried that with you for a... a I think we were doing um, YouTube videos, weren't we? I remember trying yeah, having a go at that. Yeah, you put a pizza in. You put a pizza in the book. <laughs> well, at the moment, my thing I love doing is blind contour drawing. So, um, but I'll often throw a bit of watercolor on afterwards, and I always love the result. And also, continuous line—that's another good one to try. Um, so, just in case no one knows what blind contour drawing is, I'm sure most people do, but there will be people that don't. It's when you stare at your subject. And you do not look at your page or remove your, uh, well, you can take your pen off the paper, but it's easier not to. You just, you just follow your eyes with your pen. And then once you think you've finished, then you'll look down and you'll probably see eyes one side of the page and a mouth the other, but it's always quirky and always fun. Continuous line, that is where you can look down at your paper and at your subject. But the, the trick is you do not lift your pen off the paper. And I like doing those ones as well, actually, because... It's another way of drawing, and for some reason, it kind of has a bit more character, don't you think? Because you have to yeah, kind of go I, over I, certain lines more than once, so you can never really get perfect lines, which is absolutely not interesting, having a perfect line. So, for instance, if you're build, drawing a building and you go in with a continuous line, it's great because you're kind of going over the various bits over and over again, and it kind of it's an energetic, it makes it energetic, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, once you've done those basic things, there's no, nothing to say you can't go into them and draw over the top of them to to tidy them up to some extent or to work into them. And I think is it, it's Joe Brown, isn't it, in our group, who is just an absolute genius with yeah. blind contour and contour drawings. Just oh, she is. Complete yeah. genius. Yeah. Do you know, when we go to do our sketching trip this year, we're waiting for it to warm up, aren't we? And then we'll put, hopefully book in a date. Um, but I might... I might just do blind contour. Yeah. Like, yeah, I might just do that. Because... Yeah, why not? That'd be really fun. It, it, that could be a real fun... Or, or continuous line, yeah. I might I might just do that. Hmm. Anyway, um, carry on, another sorry. Thing, yeah, sorry. Another thing you can try is zentangling. Now, the only time I really do this sort of thing is when I'm on the... Well, I used to it on the phone a bit. And that bit is basically where you draw shapes and repeating things over and over again uh if you check out the work of anna zubarev who's on the podcast on episode 113 she's made it into a real art form she does quite floral stuff but you can just do really sort of triangles and hexagons and just repeat everything another fun exercise is to put down blobs of paint let them dry and doodle on top uh, you can also doodle over things like old book pages music sheets old tickets napkins etc and i think that makes for a much more interesting page and it also gets rid of that yicky blank page fear i just yeah. think I, why does it always look so much better when you draw over the top of something yeah does, i know it? what you mean yeah without the white at the background it just, yeah it does make yeah. it more interesting i've seen quite a few people lately doing um little paintings on like old books just opening a book yeah. and then and do, doing like a little portrait on it. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Do you know, Adele, my daughter, she says yeah. she has not got a creative bone in her body and she's just can't draw, can't even draw a stick man, all the usual. 
Um, but she's recently started colouring. So she bought these adult colouring books. She she said whenever she feels what, sort of... Naughty ones? <laughs> Ad- no, I didn't know you could in... get... No, I didn't, I didn't know you could get naughty ones. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> oh, we'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she, she has um, started buying these adult colouring books and she says she finds it so therapeutic just rather than having the tv on all the time she'll sit there and and she'll do this colouring she said it's really meditative so it even even if she doesn't realize it that's still that is still something creative even if you're colouring in isn't it you know yeah, um, I mean, some people can make things look amazing by colouring them in just because they, yeah. they're good with colour. I'm not particularly good like that. Well, she I, does... I've, I've got no I, patience. I think the type of colouring she does are kind of like zentangly things. They're not actual oh, yeah. draw, like yeah. pictures. They're more zentangles, yeah. so you're colouring all the little different shapes. And I said to her, you should try doing your own. And she, I can't do that. I'm like, yes, you can. Of course you can. But she absolutely does not believe she can put a pen on a paper and move it around and create any shapes. It's just madness because I know she can. I know she can. But yeah. anyway. Um, so the other thing you could try um, is incorporating text into your doodles. So it could be come like a journal too. I love when people add text to their pages. And I think that's why I enjoy looking at even even paintings like i just spoke about where they're on like um the pages of a novel there's something about having text in the background that kind of seems to make it instantly more interesting whether you've written it yourself or if it is you know the book print i don't know what it is about it but i really enjoy that and i know there'll be a lot of people going oh god my writing will spoil it i've just got chicken school writing i it does not have to be neat in fact I think for the purpose of doodling, probably the messier the better. Don't don't you, Tara? I've, uh, I know we've mentioned Lewis Rosignol before, but his texts, I mean, if he suddenly had really neat handwriting, I think it would almost ruin what he was trying to achieve, don't you think? Yeah, definitely ruin it. Yeah, I mean, I've got And you do that, writing. don't you? You do yeah, text with your Yeah, I've shocking, shocking, shocking writing. But so, yeah, sometimes, sometimes actually in my paintings, I'll put writing in them as well. Um, either really loose and unlegible or I will put it so you can read it, but it won't be pretty by, by any means. No. But you, if, if you're really that worried, what you can do is just cut out newspaper print or any prints from magazines and, and use that in the background so you don't have to write it yourself at all. But I just think it gives it a bit more interest, you know. Um, basically, you I think... You can write it main... in your ransom note, can't you? <laughs> yeah. At the same yeah, time. That's right. Yeah, exactly brilliant um i I just think the important thing is the main thing the main purpose of doodling is just to have fun give your mind five minutes peace and if you think you don't have five minutes then just keep a sketchbook next to your toilet yes i did see your um tiktok one well but it's true it is true (laughs) you could if you really i mean anyone you could you know people have it makes me laugh i can't imagine anything any worse place to be to sit and read a book than on the toilet i mean i'm on and off the toilet in an instant do you know what i mean i'm like right i'm, yeah, I'm on yeah. here and i'm off as soon as i can but there are people out there um who just seem to enjoy sitting on the toilet and to to the degree where they have in their houses next to their toilet magazine racks books you know all sorts and i think who would want to sit and read a book on the toilet but uh, you know Kevin, obviously half. oh is he one of them yeah oh my gosh no Paul, he reads Paul was... on the toilet not as... 
Not as much as he used to, but I remember once he used to, um, so he always used to have a magazine, not a dirty one, or <laughs> a book to, to, to read <laughs> by, the, by the toilet. Um, and I remember once, he, he used him and this girl at work used to like the same type of books. They were kind of fantasy, but again, not dirty fantasy, fantasy <laughs> dragons, that sort, that sort of things, books. And he used to, so he used to borrow books. And I'd sometimes see them by the toilet and I'd say to him, does she know that you're reading her books while you're sitting on the toilet? <laughs> oh, you do God. not want that, do you? No, no, not really, no. But no. anyway, each to their own. Maybe what happens, I think, is some people just want a bit of peace for five minutes. Maybe if you're in a house full of kids and all the rest of it, you're like, oh, this is just the place where I can sit down, pretend to be busy and no one's going to bother me. Well, if that is you, then rather than read a, a, a bit of a magazine or a book, you know, sit on the toilet and sketch what you can see in front of you. Well, I mean, unless you're a man and you're looking down, I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking Ew. about just sitting down and you're yeah. looking at your cabinet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you've got no excuse. Everyone has got five minutes. I don't. I don't believe that anyone. I mean, if you think about what I said about my blind contour drawing, I, I created a uh, little mini self portrait, very small, in my sketchbook, in uh, one minute thirty six seconds, and I painted it in twelve. And you know, anyone can do that. You timed it, did you? Yeah, well, I, I knew because of the video when I was editing, oh, I knew right, exactly okay. how long it was because, you know, when yeah. you, you snip it, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's how long it took. One minute, 36 yeah. seconds to do the actual drawing. And I think it was 12 right. seconds to just chuck a bit of watercolour on it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. So anyway, shall we move on to the answers to our last question? Yes, and let's do that. this was the one that was written by AI, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, Mm. So the question was, what's the most unusual thing you've ever used as a canvas or drawing surface? Okay, so I've got, I've got Andy W. Art. As a student, I used to paint band art and logos onto leather scraps. These were then trimmed and stitched onto denim jackets to help music lovers feel the part when going to gigs. I love that. Tara, do you remember, yeah. um, do you remember Bross in the 80s? I do, yes. Did you wear, did you do what I did? I used to wear Grolsch bottle tops on my trainers, no. on my shoes. Yeah, I did. I wasn't that into them, no. Well, I wasn't really. It's just that everyone else was doing it. So I'd oh, do right. the same. Me and my friend used to have I Grolsch bottle tops. I don't even remember tops. it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bottle tops on things. It was a craze back in oh, the day. Right. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, so I've got Carol Dixon. She says, I did. I did this. So she must have posted a picture, which I can't remember. Sorry, Carol. I'll, have an, I'll go back and have a look. On the side of a Miller folder. I'm not sure why, but it turned out really well as a surface for coloured pencils. And I think that is, again, because it's an envelope, it's kind of throwaway, isn't it? So it's almost like doodling where you don't worry about it because you're not using a precious surface. Yeah. Actually, you could make a really cool book, a doodle book out of things like that couldn't you scraps of paper on the back of old receipts things like that and just like and just have a little folder where you just put all these scraps in that that'd be quite cool yeah Yeah. i've got melanie forrester brooks maybe people she says um i had friends that we used to draw on each other on each other eh? oh okay there's actually pens for this now apparently um tip highlighters glow under black light and henna does not wash off for months I've got uh, Tiffany Markham. 
Uh, definitely bathroom wall antics. She had a laughy, laughy face. Inspired by a quote I'd seen on the wall, don't ever get married. Ah! Sure, what does she mean? Does she mean I, I, she followed I, the advice from the bathroom wall? I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything, but... Um, no. Oh, yeah, I enjoy being married, but anyway, each their own. But anyway, Kim Hollenby, she says, I have a piece of plasterboard. I've gessoed it with a pinky brown tint. I've just got to think of how I can best use it i've got gabriella pop now she actually posted a photo up of what she'd done and basically it was a it was a bit of rock and on it she'd painted a rock climber i thought oh that's a good idea very clever gabriella yeah carol whitmore cork platforms on shoes canvas shoes hats shirts and a couple of people that's actually cool isn't it because it's a way of making your uh your clothes um completely unique isn't it years ago i painted some plimsolls i think yeah i, I suppose you'd just use yeah. acrylic wouldn't you because acrylic yeah what, acrylic paint that, yeah yeah because acrylic you can get fabric off, paint as well can't you you can actually get fabric really paint yeah and fabric know. you used to be able to get fabric markers as well i'm sure you can yeah. now um, I've got Art by Drina. When I was a teen, I had an old white couch in my room that me and my friends could draw, write or write on with textile markers. That sounds cool. Yeah, it does. Um, I've got Stete Arts. I sometimes draw on those paper cups with a ballpoint or on plastic cups with permanent markers when I'm at parties and then I give them away. It's quite fun because you can draw all the way around and make it connect back to itself. I've also drawn on two metal bottles and posted them here on Insta. I like that idea of giving, you know, drawing stuff on cups and giving them to other people. I guess she must be drawing people. Yeah, I remember somebody who got a job that way. Uh, I remember reading about it. Uh, he was obviously a brilliant cartoonist and I think he used to go in a coffee shop and then leave the cups in different places and he'd sign them. He must have put his number or, or a web address or something on it. And I think he got a job working for a big firm. I don't know if it was Disney or something. But he, he, he did really well out of these because they were, must have been amazing whatever he'd done. Do you know what? Um, I just remembered. You know you were talking about what? Chris, who was on our podcast. Do you mean Chris yeah. Riddell? Riddell. Riddell. Oh, Chris yes. Riddell. Well, as you were saying it, yeah, Chris Riddell, that was him. Oh, my gosh, yeah. he is amazing. Absolutely yeah, amazing. Is. Yeah, when you were talking about a cartoonist, suddenly he came to my mind, and I realised that must be who you were talking about earlier. Yeah. 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 Right, I've got Dira Tanny Designs. Not a drawing, but I made a collage on a whole wall using only gaming magazines and Elmer's glue. It was amazing. I made it look like far from the centre. I also had Creed 1 on repeat. That must be a band that I'm not trendy enough to know. Mm. Some songs just hit the spot where artists can produce their greatest works unfettered. I remember creating this great big collage to go on my bedroom wall when I was, you know, in my early teens. And, oh, my gosh, I loved it. I cut out all these magazine sort of um, bits and bobs. And George Michael was on it. And he was covered in oh, yeah. snog marks with my first snoggy oh. kiss. I used to practice <laughs> on him with it. <laughs> yeah. He was covered in lipstick, yeah. Oh. Um, KNCP Imagine Meraki. She says, I paint on used tea bags. And we see those in our group, don't we, sometimes? And I think they are so cool. I love them. Yeah, I don't know how anyone draws that small. I really don't. I don't. But sometimes some people make little masterpieces on these old tea bags. They do, yeah. 
I've got Fluffy Bear's mum. Now, some people might call me that because I'm, I'm Bear's mum, aren't I? Sort of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my dog's name is Bear. Uh, I don't know if I'm Fluffy. Um, I've got, <laughs> she says, or he says, socks. I chop up a load and make crows over a cornfield by Van Gogh by sticking on a lot of material with a lot of copied ex glue. Wow, that sounds creative. That's like that sounds like that sort of thing that would happen on Art Attack. Remember that Art Attack? Yes, on, we were kids. On yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, I have got Jyoti Ranjan route. I had painted an abstract on our fridge when the old paint was peeling off. That's a cool idea. That's a nice idea. Mm. Yeah. So we have got a brand new question for you, and that is, what is the weirdest thing you have ever painted or drawn? So instead of what's the weirdest surface, we're on what's the weirdest thing you've ever painted or drawn? Was this written by AI? I don't know now. I can't remember because I just chucked it on our list. (laughs) AI came up with a few little things. Okay, as always, you can let us know in the Facebook group. The answer to the question, which, by, by the way, if you haven't already joined, I highly suggest you do. With the question up there, also on our Facebook page and, of course, on Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. And we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. Don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And, of course... There you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a little review or even just a star rating if you don't have any time. Or you could sit on the toilet and then leave us a proper review. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to find either myself or Tara online, I'm on Instagram and also TikTok under Sandra.Busby. But be warned, my TikTok is not all art. Some of it is is more lifestyle-y stuff, so... Yeah. And also my website, Sandra. Oh, and some of it's a bit naughty. Uh, My website is sandrabusbyart.com. So, Tara, what about you? Where can people find out more about you? They can find me at tararoskellart.com and also Instagram and Facebook. And I'm both Tara Roskell Art on both of those. So, don't forget as well to check out and subscribe to our Kicking the Creatives newsletter. And there you can keep up with all the challenges and the podcasts. And you can do that by popping over to our website. Also, we've released a course, which is how to create characters and cartoons. You can find a link to the course on our website or go to kickinthecreatives.com forward slash cartoon course. And there you can find out more. Uh, this is why I always mention our latest um, Kofi supporters, because, you know, um, we really he- we rely on your support, actually, to help us towards the cost of running kicking the creatives and you can do that actually if you want to support us you can do that on uh, by going to our ko-fi support link on kicking the creatives website so i have got i'm just going on the website as we speak um i've got joanna brown thank you so so much joanna brown i really really appreciate your help oh here we go kathy farrell she said thank you for all you do i especially love your podcasts and um is it plotter or P-L-T-T-R. Thank you so much for your support, says Plotter. Thank you very much. Um, Anyway, on that note, that's the end of today's episode and we will see you again soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes.
told you when I drew a, a daisy around Kevin's belly button, didn't I? Oh, oh I yeah. wonder what you were going to say then. No, no. <laughs> I think I told, I told you that before, haven't I? No. I, I, he, I can't remember. I was just messing about and I must have had a mark or a biro or something. And so um, he obviously had his top off. I don't know why. This is before we lived together. And I drew this daisy around his belly button. But he, he obviously didn't know or he just thought I was messing about and not really drawing. But he said he went to rugby that night and he suddenly realised before he went into the changing rooms or whatever that, oh, my God, he's got a daisy around his <laughs> belly button and he had to go wipe it off. 